gentlemen welcome to another episode of music the lifeblood where we usually like to do something old something new but this is an extra ultra mega special edition of music the lifeblood why because it's part two of our greatest oh shit kiss moments stick around to join carter big jake and i as we discuss some of our greatest oh shit moments that we've experienced with being fans of kiss But first, I want to let you know that this episode of Music the Lifeblood is brought to you by my favorite Midwestern record store, Indie CD and Vinyl, located in the switched-on Broad Ripple neighborhood of Indianapolis, Indiana, located at 806 Broad Ripple Ave. For hardcore music collectors and casual folks alike, they've got everything, punk, metal, hardcore, hip-hop, reggae, jazz, and a shit ton of other stuff. I pop in on a regular basis, and I always have an amazing experience. Check them out on Facebook and Twitter at Indie CD and Vinyl. Make sure you spell it I-N-D-Y. Indie CD and Vinyl, where badass shit happens to music collectors. And now, on to Music the Lifeblood's thrilling conclusion of our greatest oh shit kiss moments. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to another episode of Music the Lifeblood. Big Jake, what are we talking about? The same thing we always talk about every week at least once. The wonderful band, the wonderful shock rock group, Kiss. And the oh shit moment in particular this time. Part two. Part dose. Part two. All right, so Big Jake, you weren't here for part one. Um, I was not. I'm just going to assume you were on tour opening for Mastodon. That's just what was happening. Every weekend. <laughs> what were we so, so yeah, it's uh, it's our oh shit kiss moments, moments that have made us proverbially shit the pants when it comes to the it's band Kiss, right? Yes, we had we talked we talked about a lot of interesting stuff. So, Jake, since since you're coming into you know as you know you weren't part of part one, so let's start off with you. What's your what's your first really big oh shit kiss moment? I actually it's not my first one, but I had one actually this week. In fact, um, I was hanging out with the girlfriend and the little one. And it's getting time to go to bed, and she says that it's time for us to watch a movie. And I'm like, okay, we'll watch a movie, that's cool, whatever. And then she brings to me, Scooby-Doo meets Kiss. Yes! So, we, for about an hour and a half, got the joy of <laughs> watching actual actual Kiss. It's not like sound-alikes, it's, it's actual yeah, it's absolutely like Kiss. Having all of the uh, the teenage uh, adventures of Scooby Doo, and it was—I remember putting it on. And it got to the point where uh, they spoke for the first time, and I went like right in front of the kid, and I felt terrible. I was like, "Holy fucking shit, that's Kiss!" 
<laughs> like, I, it's, oh, it's it's actually Kiss. It's them. I I know that voice. That's actually yeah, them. Doc, Doc McGee's in it too. Yeah, yeah, he plays their manager. Yeah, and he's got kind of a big part. He does. It was pretty. It was it was funny, man. I actually really enjoyed it. It was really funny, but just like all the little jokes they had in it about Kiss stuff. That's kind of like you wouldn't know unless you really like Kiss. So like that every single thing that was in this show was the kiss something. Right. And then it right, was for right. sale. Yeah. So like well, yeah. the kiss toilet and the kiss microphone and the kiss sunglasses. And... There's a lot of, um, it there's was a lot pretty of, awesome. uh, there's a lot of veiled references to history all throughout that. Yeah. It's, it's and I also neat. literally screamed out loud when they were like thumbing through a notebook, like some kind of secret ancient book. And right in the middle of one whole page was a giant onk and a whole bunch of Egyptian shit. And I was just like, oh, it <laughs> was like, what are you talk- talking about? And I'm like, Vinny fucking Vincent. <laughs> it's him. So there you got, there you got Vinny right, so, in there. Carter, Carter, have you watched, have you watched the Scooby-Doo movie? Have you seen it? Unfortunately, I, I haven't. Um, but but I, I know people that, that have seen it. Um, my my kids are. I, I've tried to get my kids to want to buy it and watch it, but they're like thirteen they're and sixteen, so they don't give a shit about it. Right. Either oh, way. whatever. Yeah, it, it was. It hurt my heart. But I, I, um, a friend of mine I work with is a huge Kiss fan. He told me about it. He told me all the the uh, Kiss inside jokes and stuff like that. And um, he didn't tell me about the Vinny thing. I'm kind of wondering how that slipped in. So, but uh, um, I've actually heard that you there's certain things that if you know Kiss, you'll catch it. But I admittedly am slacking on watching that. So, yeah. The, uh, it's surprisingly yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I hear. So, I mean, I will. Now Now that now that you've watched it, Jake, I will have it's to. Pretty good. You got to get on the, the Scooby-Doo just, train. I'm not mad at it. I'll just buy it tonight. Fuck it. Do it. <laughs> nope. fuck, fuck it. I'm, fuck it. I'm going to get it. I'll be right back. All right. So, that's, you know, okay. So, that's Jake. What what a perfect segue into my first one. Good. Let me let, lay it on me. Let me hear these things. Kiss, the thing. kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Ooh. It's so bad. No, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking incredible. It's amazing. All right, here's You're right. It, it, okay, I'm a, I'm it is the, incredible. Carter and I are both of the age group that's uh, you probably saw this VHS in a music store, and yes. that's generally our our first exposure to it. So I didn't see it ever get aired on TV. Never, never once, never once saw it. Now I have, buddy. There you go. Same copy that I have. Perfect. Carter's Carter's got one. Anyway, I'm I'm of the age group that I got to see this on VHS. And what's unique about that version of it is that it's there's no there's no kiss music other than like the performance scenes. When you watch uh, Kiss, what's that? Kiss meets the Phantom. Kiss Attack of the Phantoms, which is the version that you can get in the Kissology DVDs. It's scored with Kiss music, you know, left and right. It's and it's a little bit different of an edit. You know, there's there's some alternate scenes that sort of thing, but. Specifically, the version Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, what's amazing about this is that the music for it, the music for it was done by an artist named Hoyt Curtin, right? Hoyt Curtin? 
Hoyt Curtain, yeah. And I've, I've done a little bit of research because I was like, I got to get some of this shit on vinyl. And I haven't been able to find much of it. But what's neat about Fine. it is that it is straight up out of like a Scooby-Doo ghost chase scene. Like He's the Barbera guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And what made the score of this so amazing is how <laughs> badly it fit. The actual movie <laughs> itself, it's it's like, <clears throat> imagine if you were to go to watch, like, I don't know, fucking Pearl Harbor or Schindler's List. You know what I mean? Like, really fucking serious movies, you know what I mean? But then Schindler's they have, they have, like, they, Harbor. the what? And maybe not Pearl Harbor, Schindler's List, yes. Maybe well, not okay, Pearl okay. Harbor. Well, Pearl Harbor's, I mean, super serious. But anyway, imagine like, <clears throat> the, the, the reverse <laughs> side of it is that imagine if you were to watch, you know, a super duper serious movie like that and you score it with like the Muppets, you know, like Dr. Tooth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, does, does the score for it. It just does not make sense whatsoever. And obviously the movie's super over the top camp, you know what I mean? And I've been watching it since I was a kid and finally getting to see the kiss attack of the phantoms version that's in the kissology because i never got to see it previous to that it was bootlegged all over boot you know bootlegging circles and things like that but i never got to see it i never got to watch it and i didn't get to see yeah. it until i bought kissology and so it's kind of like two oh shit kiss moments in one because well the phantoms i thought was the uh australian theatrical version that was not released till 1980 if am i if i'm thinking is that what it is? Yeah, it was like it was released in 1980 in uh in Australia um because is that of the one is that are we talking about the version where they just randomly put in sure knows something and oh, I no, was yeah. made for loving you in the middle of it? I think radioactive is going on when Gene when the Gene uh clone is tearing down the concession stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah they edited in the two promo videos from Dynasty. Mm-hmm. In the middle of it, I guess, like in the theatrical release, or so I don't know how it worked, but that's what that's what I heard. So yeah, super strange. But anyway, I got it's kind of like two of those moments wrapped in one. I was like, holy fucking shit, this is incredible. When I was a kid, and then all the way in my twenties, whenever Kissology came out, and just being like, oh my god, extra scenes. Well, ah! It was like the it was like the Star Wars, you know, extended scenes that came out in the late nineties. Did you seriously just compare a Kiss movie to Star Wars? Yes, absolutely. No! Absolutely. I, absolutely. And I'll, I'll say this. I will say this. I will say this. Vehemently. That movie is fucking badass. And I give zero fucks about the naysayers out there. When I have a bad day, I fucking watch that thing. I fucking you watch see, the, the difference. shit out The difference of here is... Is that I like movies that are shit, but I know that they're shit, and I would never tell somebody they're good. It's hey, I really like the Mario Brothers movie, but it's, it's hot shit. But you should watch it anyway. The movie's amazing. Great. You can't you can't convince me otherwise. The movie is amazing. Okay, my my okay. This is my main beef with that fucking movie. When I first watched, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> I'm about to go. I'm about to fucking unload some shit. Um, when. <laughs> When I first watched it, you know, a callback to my boy Eric Tran, him and I were discovering it at the same time. He puts it in his VCR when we're kids. Fucking 25 minutes goes by before Kiss shows up 
or whatever. Yeah, no it's, shit. It's, no, no, that's just cinematic dynamics. That's shitty cinematic film. bullshit. That's 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 filmmaking dynamics. <laughs> oh, it's fucking. That's, just, that's oh, yourself on you don't you don't get to see Freddy right away in Nightmare on Elm Street. You get to see Chopper though. You get. <laughs> <laughs> Badass fucking chopper in his gang. She's got a um uh she's I kid you not, she's got a cock ring necklace. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man. Those I, I always thought those oh, God. for thugs. It's incredible. It's it's absolutely incredible. Oh yeah. I think the movie the movie's amazing. I can't I can't Look, it might be a massive piece of shit. I'm, I mean, it is what it is. But the bottom line is, at least like, you know, I can't, I can't count how many times I've sat down and been like, I'm having a fucking awful day. I'll put that on and just, I'm good. I'm good to and go. You take a twenty minute nap at the beginning of it, and then you see Kiss, Kiss tonight, <laughs> Kiss tonight. You yeah. Kiss will be my instrument. <laughs> Double roll. Oh, I think we should I love, I think it's this one into a fucking phantom episode down the, down the road. Of course, it's fucking kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. The movie's garbage. No, the movie's the movie's. You're you, guys garbage. you guys don't know what you're talking about. All right, whatever. Anyway, 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 keep going, Carter. Carter, what's your first one? Well, my first one. Um, this one's kind of a like it's a it's an oh shit moment. Heard around the world and seen around cable TV, the fucking taking the makeup off on uh, on MTV. Um, I was gonna not bring this one up simply because it's like okay, yeah, whatever, you know, we know that. But like when I saw it, I'm, we might have touched on it a little bit on the last episode. But my thing was kind of like being a young kid that lo- that lost touch with Kiss from the '70s and then seeing them and get, kind of get back into them, and I was confused as shit because like everybody else. You see Eric Carr and you see Vinny and you wanted to see Ace and Peter because mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of checked out for a while. And then I would seriously strain. I'd be at my cousin's house looking at his albums or be at the record store or whatever. But strain to make to make Vinny into Ace because I didn't I didn't really know. I was just like because you couldn't read nothing really online or there weren't as many books. But like I I was just like I didn't know. So I thought okay yeah maybe Ace took his makeup off and changed his name to Vinny Vincent and like Ace was a <laughs> you know, and uh, just shit like that because I mean, this was, I was like, I mean, no, what I mean, no, it's funny because Jake, I mean, you're laughing about it, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny, but at the time, it was fucking confusing. Hell yeah, no, I, I, I can't, it's confusing now, and it's all like documented, and it's still confusing. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, they touch on uh, you know, Vincent Cusano, who's been in the been in the band, blah, 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 time, and contributed to some songwriting. Like, um, the, the guy, uh, J, uh, JJ, whatever, the, the, the VJ guy, he was way too inside baseball and technical with his explanations of what he remember did for, you know, for my little seven-year-old brain watching it on MTV. And then it was like, I thought it'd be a lot more fanfare, but they, 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 they take them, uh, the, they have a picture of them with the makeup from, uh, from Creatures, and then the picture of them now, mm-hmm. and then they're just sitting in folding chairs in front of a table with no audience at all. Just just JJ from MTV asking them like awkward fucking questions, and so I mean it was like I was confused as shit when I was a kid, and we, we, even when I see the footage on um, on Kissology and stuff like that, it's just it still kind of rubs me the wrong way still to this day. 
I don't know. That's just I don't know if you guys felt the same way about that, but I well I'm I'm kind of dude Carter Carter we talked about it on this last episode that like up to that point like it was a sinking ship mm-hmm. you know yeah. like I think I said the ship was on fire with rats sinking <laughs> and it had plague rats at the same time yeah bodies were... it was just, <laughs> just a bad bad fucking scenario yeah and I mean. They put that on on a Sunday night after a Van Halen concert rerun. Ooh. <laughs> after Dynasty, after fucking uh, football or whatever the hell. I mean, right, yeah. But yeah, it was pretty much are we talking, when, when are we talking? That's, that's 83, right? Yeah, that's 83. The Van Halen concert was that one that you always see the Unchained live it. version. It was that fucking concert. <laughs> just, no, and that's the concert's from like seventy seven. You, yeah, you got to see like, that video if you haven't. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, you can see David. Yeah, Lee every, time, I, every time I these these things come up with these these kiss episodes, and I know that it's going to be less of me talking with and more of me being talked at. I'm gonna sit and listen to Dustin and. Everyone just fucking talk about shit, and I'm just gonna sit here and go, "Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, me too, sure, whatever." Fuck yeah, stop it, Jake. Fucking Johnny C and Dustin just talking, just fucking jerking each other <laughs> off about kids. We, we, we need to. I like kids. I like kids, but I I don't have like the, I don't have the depth of knowledge that you guys have. Well, okay. Well, here's okay. Okay, then that okay by that. <laughs> let's let's go down that let's go down that that path for a few steps okay right? okay so that could feasibly be one of your oh shit moments right just learn all the, this the, shit the the, the the fact the fact that kiss is pontificated upon deliberated on is is mold over by by extreme fans that there there is a living breathing sort of sort of sort of uh, there there's a there's a mental kind of existence that kiss has it takes up this special place in the intellectual spectrum of kiss fans that there is a it is a massive universe you know when it comes to history it's it's as big as anything tolkien has ever written about there's so whoa, much whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, there's whoa, so whoa, much whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. hey 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 no no <laughs> Notice I'm saying nothing, Jake. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We're talking about forty plus years of of history. Oh, you're right. Of, of a think, band, multiple yeah. members, different epochs of time. This okay. is serious shit. Okay, okay, hang on. Hey, hear, hear me out here. Hear me out here. There is a shit ton of history. Don't get right. me wrong. Again, right. I ain't no way. Like I love Kiss. I got no problem talking about it. However, putting the fact that one guy changed his makeup <laughs> versus a, the building of two towers <laughs> in our <laughs> supremacy of multiple races and traveling across the world to destroy the one thing kind of puts things into context. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, Jake, you're wrong. you're wrong. I don't. You're wrong. It. You're wrong, and I got a whole army of people that will march in lockstep to rock and roll all night behind me on this. And what kind of army? 
we will charge, besiege, and eventually take control of whatever it is that you represent. <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems like there's a lot of history, but a lot of it seems to be, like, there's a lot of hyperbole. Where it's like, holy shit, this is so important, this is the most fucking crazy thing ever. And it's like, yeah, that guy has an onk. Hey, That's that. you fucking good point. Check this shit out. This is what I, this, you completely reminded me of something. This isn't an oh shit, but, but it's completely in line with what you're saying. Over the years, I would read in magazines, right? Like um, interviews with Gene and Paul and stuff like that. They'd give the history of something, right? Yeah, it was, you know, it was this guy and this guy that did this. And it was blah, 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 blah. They would always give a really condensed straight ahead version of what it was. Her name was Sally. She had one friend that came over. We did this. When you find out, well, it was actually Sally's friend's manager that did blah, blah, blah. And Gene was never really there. Gene just heard the story. So when they ask him about it, he tells his version of it. So there's a lot of stories that we heard very like Reader's Digest versions that were like, like made to be mythological over the years. And then when the books come out and then the Kissologies come out and stuff like that, I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, I always heard it was so-and-so. Wait a minute, I always heard it was so-and-so. And then, like, Gene would make easier-to-digest versions of, of history. So, in a way, there's a folklore, and then there's history. Oh, you know oh my I mean? God, we're talking about... We're, ta- we're talking about we're talking about historical truth versus theological truth. That is exactly oh, yeah. what this there's conversation is. Kiss legend and history. And I think what probably perplexes or irritates Jake is the fact that people will blow up something that happened um, so huge and monumental that it was basically a, a fucking, you know, a, a wet fart in church. But if but if Jesus <laughs> fart in church, it was fucking like the fart of God, you know? So I think there is that element that someone new to KISS or not as fucking fanatical as we are um, could be like, okay, yeah, I get it. It was a fucking axe base, whatever. And, Dude, it was a fucking axe base. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. it was a fucking axe base. Jesus fucking yeah, I get it. I, I understand. I understand. I yeah. understand. <laughs> I was thinking, Jake, Jake, you just made me think of uh, that Tenacious D album when Jack gets mad. You fucking sit in your tower. You fucking go sit in your tower. Fucking cock ass. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Ugh. no, no, no. I'm so, it's, there is a... There, there is a bigger than life quality on sure. just on just a myriad of levels, just a myriad of levels that we can't we can't even we can't even wrap our heads around it. Sometimes it's ridiculous. I agree with, agree with that. Right. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. We're circling back someone's around to gotta, Jake. Someone's got to be here to be the voice of reason for you fucking fanatics. <laughs> well, I mean it's. I mean, we got a, we got a, we got almost a, a two-on-one sort of situation. This is true. We, it's true. The whole, the whole uh, lot of man. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like the Heart Foundation versus the Repo Man. It's just ugly. It's just, just <laughs> ugly. <laughs> I well, my next one is one I've, I've actually discussed on the show a number of times. So it's not a whole lot to to really dig into. But like the whole reason I I play music is because. I saw an ABC special when I was young that was Kiss and Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. And I saw I saw what I thought was Peter Chris playing drums, but now due to my time on here, it probably was not Peter Chris. <laughs> now I know that. But um, So I when was it? it? It had to have been like 90... 
95, somewhere between 95 and like 98, maybe? Well, that's Peter Chris, yeah. Is yeah. Back in the conspiracy, back for that point? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I saw the Catman on. Um, <laughs> I saw on... a Catman. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I saw one of the cat men, if you will. Um, I saw one of I saw one of the drummers for Kiss uh, doing like it was just like the like the drum cam shot of like this huge stage with um, Kiss was headlining and Smashing Pumpkins was open for him. It was this big Halloween special on ABC, I think. I think it was ABC when I was little, and like my remember my mom and dad like yelling from to me from the living room because that was probably my bedroom doing something, and they're like, "Get in here, get in here, get in here," and like I ran in there expecting like. Not that, really anything but that. <laughs> and I, I ran in, and my dad was like, "This is Kiss. This is what your dad listened to when he was when he was young." And like the fact that I saw just a man dressed up as a cat playing this huge like drum set was super awesome. Combined with the fact that when you're a kid, your dad is the coolest person in the world, and so that was all my dad liked when he was little. Mm. So like that's the whole reason I played drums is because then play music was because like. That moment was like, oh god, this is what I want to do. I want that. I want to do that. Whatever that is, I want it. So that, that's like the whole reason I got into like music and drumming and everything was because I saw like one drum cam video of a, of a show of Kiss in like 1995. Hmm. No, that's that's cool. I mean, I I know some kids that like uh uh that love Psycho Circus. That's like their favorite album because. That was the first album they were exposed to because when when Kiss got reunited and stuff around that's that time. So, that is so weird. Yeah, and I mean there was I was there was a Kiss podcast I was listening to and they interviewed this girl that she's one of the dancers for Alice Cooper and she um she was a guest on there and she uh, uh she said that like Psycho Circus is her favorite album right you know and she talked about how she got into all kinds of other music because of it and stuff like that. The thing about it is for some people Kiss is like a blip on your radar. It's like a gateway band that some people don't ever come back to, you know, some people stay with it and, and get everything that's attached to it or they get into other stuff and, you know, whatever, stay kind of parallel. But, uh, um, but I mean, yeah, I think the thing about it is when you see something like that at a younger age, even, even if the sound is off, you're like, I want to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Makes sense. Jake, what was, I mean, do you remember, so how old would you, how old would you have been? Um, my parents, I remember it wasn't long after we moved into the house my parents live in now. So I had to have been between the ages of four and six. Okay. So I wonder what that could have been. I don't know. And maybe I'm remembering it different, but all I remember is seeing Kiss on TV and realizing that I really wanted to do that. But mm, okay. I remember it very vividly as being Kiss and Smashing Pumpkins on some Halloween thing. But like I said, I was five. I could have been the uh, when Fox did because uh, they did the they did the episode of Millennium and then they did the Mad TV episode and that was around Halloween, right? I mean, that could have been it. So what well, uh, what I'm trying to figure out is what performance it was. And realistically, because Car- Carter and I talked about this on the last episode, that your your residual memory of something more often than not is greater than what it actually is. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm we, thinking about in 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 your head, where, where I'm going with that is in your head, it was this massive, amazing thing. But if we actually go back and watch the concert now, it's probably pretty awful. 
You know? It probably is. Um, I'm, the more I'm think, sitting here thinking about it, though, I'm starting to realize that um, I think maybe the reason I think it was Halloween is because I was five and I was associating smashing pumpkins with Halloween. <laughs> you know what? You, absolutely, because I, I think I do remember there was Kiss on TV. Smashing Pumpkins was on there because of the fucking name. I mean, that's the only thing I can really think of. I think you're right. There was It was... Uh, it might not have been. It was part of a. It was part of. A, God, that's starting to the more I think about it. That sounds so familiar, dude. I mean, I yeah, think like, it was I, like 97, 98. Like I, I was so little, it's hard to like really recall. But like, I remember just seeing Kiss on TV and being called into the room and Smashing Pumpkins was somehow involved. I remember being little and I was more excited about <clears throat> Smashing Pumpkins because I thought they were going to smash pumpkins. <laughs> And then my mom and dad were like, "No, that's that's a band. They're they're with that's a band." And I remember being really disappointed that you're going Jake to be had very, Jake had a very pumpkins. Jake had a very literal childhood. They're going to show the smashing of right now. I mean, that's pretty cool yeah. though when you're a kid seeing the shit explode. So I feel yeah, you, Jake. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, Carter, I, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Okay, I've actually got like um, one with a the, two very cringy moments, and I I really don't want to use the oh shit moments as a way to fucking trash kiss or point out their missteps, but there's two that we can spend very little bit of time on because you really can't go too far with them. Okay, one of them is Gene Simmons uh, acting in the movie Wanted Dead or Alive. No, why would you say that? It's incredible. <laughs> no, 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 check it out. <laughs> The movie itself is fucking awesome, and Gene did an amazing time. But the first time I saw Gene on come on screen, I was just like, and at that time it wasn't it wasn't uncommon for a man to dress that way, you know, in the in, in the eighties. So I was like, okay, I thought maybe it was like Asylum era Gene because it's close to, but yeah, he's he's playing a, he's playing a transvestite on in the movie, you know, an evil transvestite, and I was just like, oh shit, what you know and. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, oh, it makes sense. He played an amazing villain. And he, he did that song on stage where he's singing to the guy. And he's like, what you see, baby, is what you get. And he's all, like, <laughs> licking him. And he's fucking wearing, like, a bustier and shit. And was, like, I mean, and that this is when I was, like, a you know, a Kiss fan, fan, fan. It was like, I probably watched it in, like, 1988 after, you know, get, really getting into him. You know, but it was just like, oh, shit, is this, like, you know, this is intense. Not because Gene was dressed like a transvestite. It's just because he was such a fucking good actor. And I was just like, he plays a good villain, you know? And then after that, I saw Runaway, you know? But I mean, it was just kind of like, it was cringy at first because I'm just kind of like, my fucking hero is wearing <laughs> women's clothing and acting like this. And then uh, it, then flash to, wait a minute, my heroes all wear women's clothing right now in this era. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, not not that much of a shock to the system. So, I mean. Yeah. Wait, the little... is, is, is the other one, <clears throat> is the other one Runaway? N- uh, my no 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 it's not Runaway's good he plays an awesome fucking terrorist in that it's it's so perfect for its time it's done done so well I mean it's the movie itself is is horrible because of like the the futuristic thing with Tom Selleck and and like the the weird the weird uh um the weird public service uh organizations and whatever they have right right the city that go in we're gonna service your robot we're gonna do this and blah 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 it's a it's a good bad sci-fi movie and Gene plays a really good Bad. Yeah, he does. That, it's, it's that at that time. I remember 
I remember when I watched it when I was a kid, I remember being like, holy fuck, his hairline is as steep as my dad's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it way, like it's not like Bella Gosi, like Widow's Peak. You know what I mean? Like, you could it wasn't tell there that was bad, some... but I remember thinking like, hey, he didn't look like that a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You're fucking right, dude. I mean, it's just like, but that, those, those, yeah, those, that's a collective. I was, what, 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 I, that wasn't very nice, Ramsey. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey. Ramsey. Dude. Uh, see, that movie has really good one-liners in it or line, like repeatable lines as many as like as Phantom does. You know, and I've even heard other Kiss podcasts like, you know, uh, quoting lines from Runaway as much as they quote lines from. I mean, it's it's fucking it's it's oh shit because like oh shit this is Gene he's acting he always talked about it in interviews how he wants to you know be in Hollywood he's actually doing it and he's doing it well what the hell and then I was scared that man he's gonna Kiss is gonna break up Kiss is gonna break up Gene's gonna be a famous actor and that's gonna be it you know what I mean that was, that I, was you know I I you know. What a twist that would have been. Yeah, well, yeah, I think about it a lot, actually. <laughs> a lot. Butterfly and effect. as long uh, as I still get burn, bitch, burn, one way or the other, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Like, I feel like <laughs> they could have they could have swapped Gene out for Sean Beauvoir, and that would have been a fucking good band. That would have been yeah, a really, really good band. It'd be album tight. Now, Jake, <clears throat> if you were – let's say he did do that like, at your young age – like discovering Kiss, and say you'd be like, "Oh, that's the dude from that movie in the in this band." You know what I mean? That would be like a different perspective. You know? I don't think I I don't think I even would have recognized him. You have to remember that I'm I'm born I'm born pre or post like makeup back on. Okay. So I never would have seen his face. Are you on Facebook? I bet you probably lay in bed for hours mindlessly scrolling through bullshit being posted by people that you hardly know and probably don't care about. Well, break up the monotony of a bunch of dumbasses whining about shit you don't care about and go like Music the Lifeblood on Facebook. That way, you can get some meaningful metal, hardcore, and punk rock shit in your news feed. Facebook.com backslash Music the Lifeblood. Okay, this is something you mentioned <clears throat> Kissology earlier, and I love this is my favorite thing of Kissology. And you know what? Do do I get one more? I get one more after this, right? Can we come back around? <laughs> I, I, I because neither one of us give a fuck, whatever. Okay. Well, what <laughs> The, the 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 German TV footage of them doing uh, their unmasked promo tour when they're in the studio lip syncing to a, a crowd of people um in uh you know in front of, on bleachers you know what I'm talking about uh, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Ace does um Ace does a song blah, blah blah they pan to the audience at the end where they're fake clapping just this all can can clapping shit like that there's just punk rockers sitting there like this going. <laughs> What the fuck did I just see? <laughs> right next to him is this bored, like redheaded girl, just like picking her nose or scratching her face, like you know, with their parents. And it's just like they're on it long enough where you can see these kids going, "What the? F- I want to see the Sex Pistols. You know, I want to see the stuff." Just 
Watch that for, dude, it is fucking hilarious. I fucking rewound it a hundred times. I'm like, this rules. He's sitting, he's got a fucking army jacket with, with buttons on it and stuff. He's sitting there with his arms crossed, everyone's clapping, and there's fake cam clapping, and he's just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so awesome. And that that was an oh shit. When I was, when I was watching uh, um, Kissology, I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's just some shitty lip singing crap. I'm like, oh my God! Rewind. <laughs> it was awesome. A fucking teenage girl sitting next to her, picking her nose or whatever, just kind of like <laughs> looking at their parents, like, "Okay, can we go now? What the fuck you made us sit through this shit?" You know, I, I've always loved that. So that's good. I yeah. like that. Can't that do much up. with it. I just wanted to throw it in. <laughs> the the look on Carter's face was amazing. Dude, it's you got to find that that footage. Both of you have to see that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna look it up. That's incredible. Oh, rules. I think they're. I think they get done doing a. Uh, um, sure know something or whatever the fuck and you know gene's playing with his fingers because he's lip syncing and stuff and they're like they got the, they're super kiss with the capes and stuff you know and then but just you pan to the crowd in no one's no one's clapping along with the track that's on there it's fake clapping and this this punk rock kid just like what the fuck just like looking annoyed <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> all right <laughs> You'll find it and you will post it on the fucking on the Facebook because it rules. Just a fucking. I know, I just yeah. It'd be fucking funny to put like at the in the front row of like a big important kids show, like just like I don't know, just like a bunch of like fans of like the exploited. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Dude. right up against the barricade, and Giddy. they're just having a fucking bad. Time. <laughs> and they're bummed. And just to see the look on yeah. and Paul and their faces, I think it would be incredible. Just a fucking, just a whole front row of like suicide silence kids. Just listening. <laughs> Tattooed faces, sleeveless fucking shirts. Gauges, eight, like eight inch gauges. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. That would be the. So awkward. Ready to fucking just kill them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's yeah. That's what that was. Uh, okay, I got I got I got two drumming ones. Ooh, because you're a drummer. Oh. Two two drum related ones. Because you know that Dustin's a, a drummer. Because Johnny, did you know? He plays. Did you know the Dustin drums? <laughs> yeah. I hear tell. That's a joke we haven't done in a while. <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, anyway, okay, so two of them. Uh, the first one, the first fucking time I saw Eric Carr's drum set. What about it? Was, it? it was the I Love It Loud video, and I remember just just thinking to myself, that's excessively big. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even, like, even for, even when I was, because I was a kid, I remember looking at that going, what? You couldn't <laughs> use all that? You know what I mean? Like, it's like no. the people you it's see a, at no, the buffet. No. The people at the buffet that just uh, heaping food on and you you can't and you and like even you, you you know you're down at the other end of the buffet. You're looking at that guy's plate and you're all like, "There's no fucking way he's gonna eat all of that. That's just not gonna happen." Oh yeah, it's the kind it's of the same eat. thing. Same thing with Eric Carr's drums. I remember just being like, "What are you gonna? What is? Why? You know? <laughs> Do you need that many roto toms? Are you going to use yes, those roto yes. toms?" <laughs> yes, and you have synth pads. What are you going to do with them? You know, but I, remember, I just, 
I don't know. I've always been fascinated with Eric Carr, and I remember that point when I was a kid being like, Jesus fucking Christ, and he's on a tank turret. You know what I mean? He's like, tiny. He's fucking yeah. tiny. Yeah, Eric's not a big guy. He's not a big, big old hair, mop of hair, flopping around and stuff. But anyway, anyway. Okay, so the second one is, all right, so everybody knows that Anton Fig is my favorite, my second favorite Kiss drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Relief pitcher Fig. Right, 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 right. Um, all right, so I remember listening to, I remember listening to Dynasty and Unmasked when I was a kid being like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, those are good albums. Nothing crazy going on drumming-wise. There's a couple things here and there. There's some double bass in Torpedo Girl there towards the end. and uh, But anyway, I remember the first time I listened to Ace's solo album and realizing that Anton was playing not necessarily like Neil Peart or like King Crimson off-time signatures, but he was doing things that were definitely not... 4-4 four, four, or 4-8 four, eight, or 8-8 eight, eight time. He was doing things that were enough of a change-up that they were very noticeable, and they added to the musicality of the composition. Um, when you listen to, like, Wiped Out, mm. that's, was that next to last song on the second side of Ace's solo, 78 solo? Anyway. Uh, you know, it's got that, you know, sort of, I don't want to say staccato sort of marching thing that's happening through the verses, but when he just completely drastically changes the tempo in the chorus is I just remember listening to that going, that's more complex than what I've heard them do before. And I remember being interested because at that point in my age, there was rumblings that Anton had played on more than just Ace's solo stuff. Mm. You know, we're talking the early 90s when it started to get out. That that was Anton playing on Unmasked and Dynasty, which started making me pay more attention to those two albums. Yeah. And if you listen to I think, Save Your Love, the last Ace song on side two of Dynasty, there's a drum roll... <laughs> that Anton does that he it's it's one of the most amazing drum rolls you know I could think of in the Kiss catalog and I remember being a kid going Peter Chris can't do that you know what I mean <laughs> <clears throat> there's no way I've wa- I've watched I've watched live at Budokan you know I've watched the Kobo Hall shows a million times I was like that is not a Peter Chris drum fill and that's kind of when it clicked with me at that point I was like that's not Peter Chris that's, yeah, that, there's definitely that was definitely a big oh shit moment for me. It's when you realize they use studio guys for the first time. Oh yeah. 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 That's a bummer for every little kid when you find out mm-hmm. that fucking, you know, Brad Whitford and Joe Perry aren't playing on every Aerosmith song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a bummer. That's corporate that's, rock yeah. though. That's what yeah. that's what corporate rock was in the seventies. Session, like, session guys. I mean it was a yeah. big deal at that point. Corporate so. rock. Anyway, yeah. anyway, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that corporate rock. Dude, those guys are corporate rock, dude. That's, that's rock ink. <laughs> yeah, rock ink. <laughs> <laughs> those old SST shirts that says corporate rock still sucks. I wore one when I was in middle school. I had no fucking idea what corporate rock was, but it, I knew it sucked. So. Well, at that point, corporate rock was probably Duran Duran, right? Mm. <clears throat> I, 
loud from nine to five, five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, all right. Who's next? Who's next? Jakey. Is it me again? Yep. Um, this one's. I don't really need a whole lot of discussion. Just that goddamn game is just so bad. <laughs> that game. Oh. <laughs> the CD-ROM. It's just so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> is that Kiss Doom or whatever? Yeah, I mean, is, is that? I wish no, it was not, Kiss it's Doom. Not as good as Doom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not as good as Doom. <laughs> it um, it fall historically speaking, it falls in that weird time frame that a lot of games did, where we were making the transition from two T two D to three D games, mm. and that's a very large transition of a medium. Like that is not something you can just do. Like that takes a lot of work and experience and research and a lot of changing of ideas and theories, and um, just holy shit. Uh, just, they're like, you can't even, there's glitches in the game to the point where if you play as, a, if you play as, there's four characters you can choose from, if you, you can only complete the game with one. Yeah. Like, you just, you just can't beat it, you just can't, it's not, you can't do it. Like, only, only uh, one, only a specific, like, you have to play as one guy all the way through to beat the game. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, and, only Ace Freely wins the game. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm looking at screenshots of it right now. Oof. You remember the yeah. pinball? You remember the pinball game? That was yeah, I played See, I like the pinball game. Hmm? But uh, that FPS is like, like I said, it falls in that weird time frame of we don't know how to do 3D, so everyone is square, and, our, and their faces are just textured on top of squares, and hands are just squares. <laughs> And guns are squares, and it is uh, it is rough stuff, man. There, there it is. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's not it's great. Shot gives me PTSD because I remember trying to get that fucking key, and I had to jump up on the box to get the fucking key. Oh, dude, and I, I, I didn't have a, I didn't have joystick or or a, um gamepad. I had keyboard, dude. Oh my god. Uh, ugh. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> really. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. But yeah, that, that's, I remember. I remember seeing even being young and like seeing that. It okay. This was back when GameStop was Electronics Boutique. It was EB Games. Ooh. Uh, and um, I remember going to Electronics Boutique and seeing that and being like, "That's not gonna be good." <laughs> like just immediately knowing that like there's no way that's gonna be good. Like there's no way. This sure game enough, is bad. <laughs> I got it for free with something. That I um, that I bought at a um, Radio Shack or something like that. It was uh, that's how I got it. It was it was like in a in a magazine or something like a like a plastic sleeve. It was a, a free thing yeah. that I got like something. A, I wouldn't a PC yeah. game or a game informer is giving it out like a demo disc of it or something. That's probably. what it was. Mm. Yeah, yep. yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's bad. I recommend anyone who plays video games at all to uh, go get a file share of that and just give it t give ten minutes to it because it's. It's bad. Crap. It's really bad. It's crap. my kids would probably commit suicide or want to after playing that because they're they're big PC gamers and just like them seeing what games look like because my, my oldest was born in in uh, two thousand and I think that game came out like in ninety nine and yeah. He, dude yeah they would <laughs> yeah I would play it though if I had a copy of it I'd fucking play it I know I would I'd fucking I, play it I play it right I'm now. A, I, 
I'm a retro gamer. Like, I play old games, and I have no problem with... I love old games, but, like, I also like games that are, like, are, are that, like, that level of shit, that the shit level is so high that it's charming. The like, the- <laughs> like, like, it's like, like, a, like, a, like a really bad horror movie when it's so bad that it's, like, you enjoy it because it's so bad. Yeah, like, I still <laughs> like games like that, but, like, there, that game is a special kind of shit. <laughs> like it, there's just there's no angle to enjoy that game. It is just shit all the way around. It's like they put out the sub beta version of the game. Here you go. Fuck it. It's done. You know. Yeah. And that, honestly, I bet if you look into the like the 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 production of that game and the build, I bet there was some sort of uh, rushedness. I bet yeah. someone was like. Someone's meeting a deadline, or a company got bought in the middle of production, or oh, something. I can hear shit doesn't just shit doesn't just walk out into the world like that. Like something I, happens. <laughs> Gene Simmons on the phone right now. Dustin, I, I'll I'll spare you the horrible Gene Simmons impersonation, but I could totally hear him just being like, "We got to get it out now." The album, the you know, the, the comic books coming out. We got it. We got to get it out now. Well, it's We've not got to strike not, where the iron's hot. <laughs> Paul, would you like to be a video game? I don't know what a video game, but let's do it. <laughs> see, I see it way. I see it way more as like I want to be a video I, game, Gene. <laughs> I, I, I see it way more as uh, as Mr. Simmons is on the phone. Um, oh. He doesn't think that his tongue is large enough, so he's cut the funding. <laughs> like, something, something way more conceited than that. Like Gene's dick isn't big enough. Yeah, um, you made him look too old. Uh, hold the plug. There's, so there's, there's, a, there's a disturbing lack of sweaty jean boners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the cod piece it's isn't odd. big enough. The cod piece be bigger. I'm sorry. <laughs> bigger cod piece, more chest hair on Paul. You know. Right, right. <laughs> really. <laughs> Really Ace and Peter are too prevalent. We need to put them in the background. <laughs> Not enough yeah. arm flab on Peter. <laughs> uh. to actively sandbag the other two members. Like, <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. If, <laughs> be fucking, Gene Paul. Hashtag, hashtag body shaming. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag body shame Peter. We are body shaming. <laughs> That's terrible. Dude. All right, all right, keep keep going, Carter. You're next. What do you got? What do you got? Well, uh, let me consult the old list. <laughs> um, I got Arm it on my. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, speaking of our favorite cat man, I got one for you. Um, <laughs> I what? <laughs> I almost i I almost jumped out of Eric Tran's second story bedroom window when I heard Peter Chris's solo album. That <laughs> Like jumped out to die? I wanted to either jump or throw it out. Throw it out because I was like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. God. It was just but like, he wrote that, John! He wrote that! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Fuck. Because I heard 
Kim Jong Un. Okay. Our hands yeah. on our faces, we almost look like the same person. Yeah, I saw that, Jake. Oh, nutty. But yeah, Gene, uh, the Peter and Chris solo album, um, Toss It and Turnin', um, the fucking ballad that I don't even want to say the name of. Um, the <coughs> album cover looked rad. I love the green. I love the artwork that those paintings of the four solo albums were fucking sick. But like, I put that on and we're just like, we're. Bo- I remember we both looked at each other like, okay, how much of a Kiss fan are we? You know, are we supposed to? Are we supposed to just fucking pretend that this, this isn't fucking horrible? Or are we just supposed to go ahead and sample, like, pick the needle up, put it down, put the needle up, put it down, and listen to bits and pieces of each song just so we, okay, we accomplished this. We listened to it, now we can put it away forever. You know, it was fucking rough. I mean, it was, wow. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I just I just listened to it the other day. Um, and I feel like, man, sometimes I just, I feel like I put it on because out of obligation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a, yeah. it's like a, it's like yeah. a divorced mother and father, and the father's moved on and has a new family <laughs> with, <laughs> with with a new wife. And yeah, left. You know what I mean? His original family when the kids were still pretty young, so doesn't <laughs> see much of them. <laughs> mm. Hey, but. Oh, but you guys too. turn up, you know, like, okay, I brought you guys some Christmas <laughs> presents. I'll see you guys next year. You know? <laughs> like, oh, it's God. Like, it's like Art. that. For me, for me, I'd say for me, it's that kind of level of, like, I guess I got to fucking put it on. You know what I mean? Like, it's in mm-hmm. my collection. You know, I got to. Yeah. I, I might as well just throw it on every now and then. But, like, I mean, it is exceptionally bad. Yeah, you look for good shit. You, you, I, I, I've, actually, I've gone back like 15 years later going, maybe there's something I missed. Because there's, right. there's shit that I didn't like, you know, when I was younger that I fucking love now. I figured it'd be the same case with, nope. Definitely yeah, not. it's like, you know, like, because there's, there's good, there's good kinds of like adult contemporary yeah. soul music. I, get, I don't know what the fuck you call it. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, like, whoa, whoa here she comes. Watch out, boy! She'll chew you up. Whoa, whoa here she comes. She's a man. I mean, oh. that's good. That's good. Like white soul music. You know what I mean? Jake like, band. I fucking like, love Jake band. Right? But like, Peter Chris is not fucking Daryl Hall and John Oates. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. No matter how much Sean Delaney tried to pump into that album to try, you and watch it. Yeah, try to improve the overall quality of it. It just, uh, it is so, it is so soft, penisly <laughs> inadequate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it. But it it's, you know what? I say that it falls flaccid. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Like, uh, it's, well, you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a mirror reflection of who the fuck he was right then. Completely like delusional. Had no idea of what was going on at the time. Didn't know what was going to sell. He half the record is him. This is what I really like. I, I like I like oldies and I like you know I like fucking jazzy shit. And then the other one was like, but but the producer song, but Peter, you got to have a ballad on here. You got to have some fucking current shit on here to sell. But I want to do a you know a fucking big band song. Okay, well we'll give you your oldies, but you got to have. This. So it's such a comfort. 
conflicted sounding record. Half of it's like 70s fucking contemporary. The other half is what Peter wanted to do when he was coked up. You know what I mean? It's... <laughs> yes, I do know what you mean. Like, I literally <laughs> get it. Like, that's it's... what's so frank. I pay... I paid a decent amount of money for like a complete version of that album, mm. you know, a while back. Has, Why would has you do the, that? Do what? Why would you do that? <laughs> it's because like, it's like the old family. I got to go visit the kids once a year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't have to pay to do that. You can just <laughs> listen to it online. You don't have to pay grandma to go see her. Like, you don't have to pay the kids off. Like, <laughs> Come no, on, and, man! And I bought it because I wanted. I just I wanted to have it. You know what I mean? It was a good version of it, and I put it on occasionally, just hoping. You know what I mean? Just hoping, like, okay, this is the day it's going to fucking kick ass. You know yeah, what I mean? I've like, done that. It, like it took me. It took me a long time to like black metal. So I like. You know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, I'm going to fucking listen to Mayhem. This is going to be the day that it kicks ass, and then it actually kicked ass. You know what I mean? But Jake's shaking his head. I mean, whatever. But anyway, I, I get the same thing from that album. Like, I put it on. I'm all like, okay, hooked on rock and roll. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it, it still it's sucks. Like, it's like the day that never comes. Like it's... You matter to me, and that's why. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> oh, uh, that was Kissco before fucking, um, before uh, I Was Made For Loving You happened. Huh? Uh-huh. You, well, you know what you know what you know what would have sold that album though? Had they hustle. put one of those songs on the Thank God It's Friday soundtrack. Oh that, yeah. that probably I mean that probably because I mean that's Casablanca, right? Yes it is. Yeah. Oh my god. They had fucking Donna Summer was in that movie. Had they put a song from there on there and it would have fit. You know what I mean? It would have blown up. Realistically, dude. I mean that that they could have made it work. They could have made a song from that album work. So I mean, I mean, Neil Bogart, I don't know. I think he was probably like, what the fuck? You know, how are we going to sell this to the Kiss fans? It's not going to work. Mm. I, I almost think, like, they should have just repackaged <laughs> it with a different cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, something. And it might have actually done well, but I don't know. Like that Out of Control album or whatever. Fucking Peter <laughs> yeah. Chris is, like, out of control with a pinball machine and whatever. Yeah, yeah. it was... I think that like when when uh when when Paul uh you know Paul Gene and and uh, Ace did theirs they were like oh shit it's Peter's turn I guess let's see what he's got you know and you know these fucking guys right here like you know we knew what we were gonna get from Paul I wasn't I wasn't shocked with Paul's album it was you know good power pop you know what I mean and, mm -hmm. and strong ballads you know fucking Aces was fucking rocked drunk drunk stoned fucking party rock you know um and then you know, like jeans was like fucking who's who in Hollywood, you know, music, you know, which was weird that like finding out years and years later who all was actually on that record, but owning the record and, and not seeing hardly any of that stuff on there, you know, everybody from Katie Seagal to Meatloaf to the, uh, the guy that sang for fucking Silverhead to like all kinds of shit. The fucking, yeah, the loaf, man. He, he repped on that fucker. I think that's how he got, yeah. you know, dude, the fucking, the stuff that Loaf sings <laughs> with Ted Nugent is amazing, but sidetrack from Meatloaf. Anyways. But I mean, the Gene one, yeah, it was fucking. He was Hollywood Gene, even then. You know? I feel so that, well. I feel like <clears throat> even then, even then, you talk about <clears throat> how Gene's his acting career. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I mean? Wasn't the most amazing thing in the world. But 
I think his his 78 solo album is indicative of how his acting career would go because I feel like who he wanted versus who he actually got on the album. It's like watching an old episode of Hollywood squares, you know? Oh yes. We're like, <clears throat> there's times when you'd be like, this was the best we could get. You got Bruce Goldberg every week. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, I, I'm not saying that to kick dirt in anybody's eye. Jeff Skunk Baxter is an amazing guitar player. Mm. You know what I mean? The fact that he had Peggy Bundy sing on the album is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's still really, it's a really cool, eclectic album. You know, I would just wish it had rocked harder. You know what I mean? I but it. I really even, do. Even then, as as everyone, you know, rips on Peter's album, it shows how, like, how just out of touch he was. At the, same thing with Gene. Like, I mean, you you have to have your head firmly in your ass to put out that Gene Simmons solo album in 1978 and think yeah. that it's going to be a good idea. I think <clears throat> I like I like Ace's the best. I like Paul's a lot, but I do think out of the four of them, I really think Ace kind of knocked it out of the park. You know, yeah. but I do think, but that's I I only feel that way because I'm most compelled, you know, I'm most attracted to Ace's solo album. But I do think Paul's album dynamically is far superior to mm. Ace's, and it's dynamic in a way that is not off-putting the way that jeans is yeah well jeans if, if he would have omitted a couple of tracks and if the sequencing was different it'd be a fucking killer album um mm -hmm. he took out if he took off uh when you wish upon a star you know and then uh um yeah. the the what's that really beatles song on there that the where he's singing very paul mccartney-ish man of a thousand faces maybe yeah, that too. I mean, I, I like Radioactive. I like See You in Your Dreams, even though that was on fucking, you know, another album. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, bottom line, Peter Chris's solo album was a total oh shit moment for me because I wasn't, I thought he was kind of a rocker. I thought he was a fucking like, yeah, he's going to fucking, he's going to have an ace style. This was going to be like ace all over. But dude, it was, it was like a fucking, it was like a, it remind, my parents bought those KTEL um, best of whatever eras, like all the, the mm -hmm, hot hits, sure. 1978, hot, you know, whatever. The KTEL compilations, they, they'd be like stuff on, on uh, you know, middle of the night, you know, you buy a four record set, yada, yada. When I listened to the Peter Chris one, dude, it sounded like a fucking KTEL compilation of hot top 40 hits from 1978. See, I, I'm, I'm kind of the opinion, like, I don't want to get stuck on this forever, but I'm kind of on the opinion of the opinion that, I think Peter really thought that album was going to make him stand out. It's a Boogie Nights moment. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, and I can see, you can see Peter Chris, like <clears throat> insert some of those Dirk Diggler on cocaine lines. Oh yes. Into kiss scenarios. And it works. You know what I mean? It's my fucking big dick. I say now is when we do the album. You know what I mean? Like that works. It works in in the in the in the sort of like the vacuum yeah. that 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 the that the 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 cocaine addled you know sort of like dysphoria that was happening you know to get that album on tape. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. works. And I think to me, though, I do not like the album. To me, that is one of the most, like, you know, KISS is made up of the things that they are just as much as of things that they're not. So sure. the negative comes along with the good, the good comes along with the negative, right? And I think 
that album is indicative of of a greater sort of thing at large in the kiss mythos mm-hmm. that album represents a lot of the ugly underbelly that yeah, has went the, on one last little point exactly what you're saying to me when the kiss solo albums came out it was kind of like on the surface you've got oh yeah you've got this is a rock and roll you know rock and roll cake rock and roll fucking frosting it's fucking oh my god i want to eat this turn up oh it's fucking it's green beans and fucking hair and toenails on uh, <laughs> I want fucking I want I want rock and roll frosting and ice cream on the top. You know what I mean? Right, me, right. When the albums came out, it was like that's that exposed what they were doing in their spare time, what they were listening to in their cars and shit like right. that. You know what I'm saying? In the seventies, they weren't always fucking, you know, kicking out I stole your love and you know, fucking rock and roll all night. It's like that was that was what kissed it on stage and sold to the people. But what they were doing is they're fucking listening to, you know, to Joni Mitchell and fucking um, you know, the, the, the raspberries and whoever the hell was on the radio back then, sure. you know, but they were, their job was to be kiss and the solo albums was their chance. They, I, I don't fucking have to be the star child. I don't have to fucking be this, you know, I could be, yeah. I want to be fucking Paul on this album. I'm going to be fucking, you know, Paul Fraley on this album, I'm gonna, you know, and to me, that was the first time kiss exposed themselves to me of like who they were as dudes separate from kiss. And I didn't like it. You know, I didn't, I didn't like how disjointed it was. Yeah. It's the it's the sort of the sum of its part is greater than any any individual piece. You know what yep. I mean? So okay, all right, all right, all right. Last one, last one. Let's wrap this up. Last one. Okay. And I I would I would wager you guys know where I'm gonna go with this. The moment always- the moment that I realized, oh my god, Vinnie Vincent is a, fucking a crazy person. Wacko. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, and and you know, we we did we did a Vinnie Vincent special, you know, mm. last year. We did do, do that last year, Jake. Is that what it was? It was it was a while. I think it was earlier this year. It was a while okay, ago. It's been a while ago, but <clears throat> the bottom line is, if it is a desperate situation, right? I hope to fucking God that he can get he can get help, whatever he needs, that sort of thing. But. It is really fucking hard to wrap your head around if 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 some of the stories are true, if the things that have been relayed through the people he's worked with and things like that, if that shit is true, how the fuck, how in the fuck do you justify any of that? You know what yeah. I mean? That's it's yeah. nuts. It's it's absolutely nuts. It's nuts. And I remember just thinking like, oh my god. Bruce Kulick was right. He is literally the Howard Hughes of Kiss. You just gotta, it's one of those situations where you have to separate the art from the artist, unfortunately, because I actually, from, from being on this podcast, because actually I was going to say my last one was like my first, my last oh kiss, oh shit kiss moment was like being on this podcast and learning about all the oh shit kiss moments. Like <laughs> there's so much shit that I've right. learned and like, it seems that like, I didn't. I actually, from learning everything that I've known about everything I've known about Kiss from being on this show, I actually think I'm a bigger Vinnie Vincent fan than I am a Kiss fan. Like it intrigues me so much. And then I think even on, I mean, there's at this point there's an underdog element to it. It's not even that. It's even well. You're, you're absolutely right. I want. I wish the best of Vinnie Vincent. I'm still <laughs> waiting for that one day. 
I wake up and like the fucking MTV music is just like, holy shit, Vinnie Vincent's back. It's a new album and I'm going to buy it. It's going to be great. But like, even from the, like the musical standpoint, like me personally with my, I, I will say great appreciation of musicianship, like the Vinnie Vincent solo stuff. I like a lot. And now the first album is gets a little wanky. gets a little wanky from time to time. But, like, that second Vinnie Vincent album is really fucking good. And, like, he's a really, really good guitar player. And so from a from that kind of standpoint, I, like, almost prefer Vinnie stuff over so a lot of Kiss stuff. Like, not all of it, because, like, Strutter's real fucking good. I really like Strutter. <laughs> but, like, a lot of the, a lot of, like, the, the more, a lot of the newer stuff and a lot of the... Um, the some of the disco era stuff. Like I prefer the Vinny stuff over that. <laughs> the second album is really strong because uh, Mark Slaughter's vocals. I mean, he's just kicking ass. Yeah. he's tearing it the fuck up. And yeah. like um, Dana Strum had a lot to do with the songwriting, from what I understand. And uh, um, he's, I mean, and he's like apparently before he was doing Vinny Vincent stuff like that, he was kind of like a a session studio type dude or whatever that would that would write stuff for other bands and stuff. So the songwriting was there. There was good, and Vinny was also yeah. a behind the scenes songwriter as well. You know, he wrote yeah. shit for Happy Days and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So solid songs. You're gonna have solid fucking songs. And I, then Vin- I look, look. I fucking love both of those Invasion albums. I fucking love them. Love them. Mm-hmm. Fucking 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 fuck yeah. They're amazing. You know, that's how. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want dirty rhythm. Oh, dude. I want dirty rhythm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, those those albums are cool. That time of year, fucking love kills. That's a Christmas song to me, man. When I hear that time of year, it's that time of year. I I don't know. I don't give a shit what the song's about. It reminds me of, of when I was a little kid. My sister. Uh, okay, my sister's about almost two years older than me, right? And she, this was like the the, the mid '80s or whatever. She was dating rocker dudes, right? And Vinnie Vincent was was big shit in our, um, with all my my sister's friends. I mean, they fucking love Vinnie. Vinnie Vincent Invasion was was gonna fucking blow up at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was. Anyway, I remember listening to that on cassette, um, you know, in in the car with my sister and shit, you know, and her friends, and just like, just the only thing I could pick out was it's that time of year, right? And it happened to be wintertime, so I've always equated um, it's that time of year with holiday shit, which is awesome because, I mean, when you're a kid, you, your favorite memories when you're a little kid is Christmas time, right? Or holiday time or Yule time, whatever you want to call it, you know, and if there's a song that brings you back to that and it's a kick-ass fucking song, it's all, I mean, that's, that's why that, it just reminds me of Christmas and, you know, it's that time of year, you know? That's what you now that you say it. Do you know? Do you know where I think Vinnie Vincent would be had everything not went down? I think I didn't even <laughs> think about that until you said it. But I feel like Vinnie Vincent would have been a really good fit for the Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> Holy shit! Yes. I mean, if you could get him, like, if you could get him to not just. I mean, but it's Trans Siberian Orchestra. That's half of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You got a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, he's got. He has the skill level, obviously. Fucking Vinny ripping it up with the dudes from Extreme. How fucking great would that be? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and killer. I bet you. I bet you he would have done a, a a short bid in Megadeth at one point too. 
<laughs> no. No, I don't. I don't believe you. I don't believe you, but I want you to be right. <laughs> I mean, his 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 ego and fucking Dave Mustaine's whatever you want to call it, megalomania, would fucking clash into a a Blackie Lawless meets Gene Simmons size fucking. Just ego bomb. I, I think they would have had two crazy huge egos that would have like capped and planted it together to make yeah. one giant. <laughs> we are unstoppable. Oh, I we want are... that. Oh. It would be like some sort of weird, like Irish, you know, Italian amalgamation, <laughs> you know, buzzsaw <laughs> guitar machine. <laughs> What's that thing, G4, whatever, where it's like Joe Satriani, Gus G, and all those guys, that, that uh, Ultra Shredder tour that goes on? You know sure. what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You... It, was, uh, it was Gus G, Satriani, uh, Tosin Abasi, and there was and, uh, Zach Wilde. Yes. Vinny would be in it if he didn't fucking start. Yeah, throwing... sure. yeah. <laughs> see, I could see Vinny wind up in Annihilator. What? Canadian <laughs> though. Fucking <laughs> okay, just throw him, just throw him in Rings of Saturn. Fuck it, whatever. Right, yeah. He's, a, he's be. in Board of Osiris or the Faceless. That's how it is. <laughs> he'd, be the, dude, he'd be the Mike. He'd be the fucking uh, um uh Portnoy of guitar. Uh, you know the dude, the drummer from Dream Theater, that popped up yeah. in fucking all these random ass bands. He was in fucking Winery Dogs. He was in fucking Avenged. He does all this shit. And fucking there'd be a band. It'd be fucking Portnoy. Fucking Devin Townsend and Vinnie Vincent. Okay. God, don't fucking tease me like that. Don't tease me like that. I can't handle it. I can't handle that. I can't even my ideas. But you would love it. Absolutely. Oh God, I'm jerking off right now. You just can't see. <laughs> no bass player. All right, all right, all right. We gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up. All right. All right, all right, real quick, real quick, real quick around the panel. What's uh what's the one thing you've learned from all of the oh shit kiss moments? That uh Peter Chris has a gigantic penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cocksure indeed. <laughs> I literally told me that months ago and I literally can't look at him the same. <laughs> so it explains a lot. It explains a change. It does. It explains a lot, yeah. <laughs> there you go, guys. <laughs> All right, Carter. Carter, what do you got? What do you got? Um, that, they're, that they are mortal humans, that they are, they are flawed human beings just like anybody else. And that's why, that's why I love them because they are just – they're fuck-ups and they're heroes at the same time. You know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I like point. about it. I, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. This is going to sound shitty. Probably. But but I've walked away from that going. Okay, that's how it happened. But there's a way we can spin it. <laughs> <laughs> how, can we, how can we beat this dead horse for a little more money? <laughs> <laughs> there's a way. To spin this in a useful direction. That's that's Based on a true that's, story. That's, that's that's what I've learned from it. So, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. All right. So wrap. That's that's it. Oh shit! Kiss moments part two wrapping. So I want to remind everyone that music the lifeblood is on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. We hate Twitter. Fuck Twitter. It's awful. It's not intuitive. It is just a pain in the ass. If you want to go there, 
you can, but uh, I fucking hate Twitter. And Jay, I think Jake's with me on that too. Also, yeah. uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, leave a rating and review. Even if you hate it, I give no shits. All I want you to do is leave a rating and review. And don't forget to check out the Music of the Lifeblood YouTube Vinyl Thursdays, extra stuff happening. You know, uh, we're going to start working on vidcasts soon. So, heads up, that's coming. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's another episode of Music the Lifeblood wrapping. Music the Lifeblood. Something old. Something new. What are you listening to? Music.